0: Welcome back to Crazy Careers to Consider, that podcast, as the title says, about unusual careers that are out there. Um, my name is Tim. I'm your MC for today, and with me once again in our online studio remotely is my co-host Zen.
1: Hey, how is everybody? How how are how are our, hey, anyways?
0: <laughs> it's <laughs> you know one
1: of those days. Speech centers aren't working.
0: No, it, it is one of those days, and it's it's totally. Um, you know it this this is what happens when you're remote you know usually usually we're in a room together doing these things, and there's a little bit of a disconnect sometimes, but hey we're we're dealing with it, we have been so yeah. So
1: today we're going to do lightning rounds. So in our lightning rounds, like we've done in the past, we're going to do a quick overview of some interesting careers out there that we thought were really, really interesting, but we can't find a lot of information about how to get into the field. So instead we find them interesting enough. We thought we would highlight them to you and then you can take a look and try to find some more research on those areas and do some self-exploration.
0: Yeah. And um, if we do find out more information, we'll be sure to do a full episode on any specific career on this list. Um, So at this point, we're going to take a quick sponsor break, and we'll start up our lightning round.
1: Help! I Need a New Career podcast is sponsored by the University of California, Irvine, Division of Continuing Education, a U.S. News Top 10 Public University. Do you have a career goal? With over 60 certificates, we've helped over a quarter million students achieve theirs and we can help you achieve yours too. To learn more, you can find us at ce.uci.edu forward slash DCE. And once again, ce.uci.edu forward slash DCE. Dream big, take risks, be amazing.
0: First on our list, is I, I love these i love these these jobs this is so great and i think you know even if we don't have all the information on these jobs i mean i think i i feel like i just i would want to google all of these um so the first one on our list is <laughs> equine assisted therapy um which is also called Hippotherapist. um hippo <laughs> if if you didn't know this this is this is just me with my sometimes jeopardy knowledge um hippo it refers to horses obviously if you didn't get that from equine um but there's there's like these old uh i think greek mythology things called hippogriffs and they're they're horses that live underwater anyways that's that's okay
1: when i heard that it's just like equine assisted therapy or hippotherapist it's just like shouldn't it be called equine therapist because a hippo is like a big aquatic animal to me
0: yeah, I, I think they're <laughs> they're, they're trying. I, I'd say they're trying to. Who's they? Um, I, I think I think the word is is actually trying to be uh, very sophisticated, using uh-huh. its, its Greek origin yeah. for for hippo. But um, yeah, if if a normal anyone who reads this would probably think hippotherapist. Like you would think that's the person at the zoo who yeah like, him, the hippos are okay
1: yeah exactly see if they're calm but what. Yeah. We should probably say what a hippotherapy yeah,
0: sorry, is. Sorry, this is too good.
1: Yeah. I mean, this is just gold, right? Um, it is an occupational therapist um, that deals with clients who are human and not animals,
0: <laughs>
1: and they treat their ailments using horses. So some of them are mm-hmm. like, I believe they're mostly physical But apparently when you ride a horse, let's say you have back problems or Mm -hmm. you have length strength, leg strength problems or what have you. If you ride a horse, you can use it for certain types of physical therapy is our understanding. And Mm -hmm. so they utilize, I guess, horses Mm. for this type of therapy.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's really interesting. It's like, uh, I think most people are very uh, familiar with uh, therapy dogs, right? That's what most people are are familiar with. Um, And I think horses to a certain degree are are very uh, calm, Mm -hmm. calm animals. And they're, they're very easy to approach. And I think children have an affinity to horses. So, you know, I, I think someone who works in equine assisted therapy, um, uh, you know, a lot of times they're working with, with children who have uh, issues with multiple sclerosis um, and then other other uh, uh, ailments too, like like autism, Down syndrome. Um, it's it's easier for them to connect with something Animals. like a horse, right. an, an animal, um, and it, it kind of helps draw them out and there's like, there's some speech therapy involved as well, which is kind of interesting. Um, yeah, I, I think this is a really, it, it has to be a rewarding Job, I would think.
1: Yeah, and then the other part is I've seen, and they tend to be those miniature horses. From what I've seen as well. Oh yeah, you you get to work with people, and you get to work with animals. So it sounds like a really cool kind of job to me.
0: It is. I I think so too. And it's all you're 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 helping. You know, I think anything with if you're a therapist of any sort, I think you're helping people with ailments, and I think that's a. It's almost like it's it's a really noble cause, and I think it's um it's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. All right, so for our second one, we have something called a color. Yeah, I know. A color consultant, which is a um, essentially if you are doing a remodel on your house, mm-hmm. colors, what you color your rooms and what you choose for colors in your rooms will determine how you feel. So if you put calming colors into a room, blues and those types of things it will make you feel serene and it's good for something like a bedroom but if you want something to be more energetic you put in different types of colors so they have something called a color consultant who will work with maybe the decorator of your house and all they do is choose colors of items for your rooms and their functions
0: yeah i mean it's it's really kind of crazy if you think about this i mean um <laughs> it's, it, have you ever thought about, you know, putting together a bunch of colors in, in a house when you look at like, uh, you go to a hotel or something like that and you, you don't really pay, something you don't even pay attention to the way it's decorated, but when you start to decorate your own house, it can almost feel insurmountable sometimes, um, trying to pull everything together. And then as you we were talking about, Zen, uh, the different colors emit different kinds of emotions and feelings. And it, it, yeah, what, what a crazy job though to be able to, Help people with that, like you. I don't know. You, you tell someone like I want to be energetic in my kitchen, and then feel calm as I walk into the bedroom
1: <laughs> and fall asleep while your cookies are, are yeah. over baking. So
0: yeah, yeah, no, that was totally fine. I,
1: I actually took a color theory class once, and I remembered this very specific example where um, they were trying the psychology colors, and they actually painted a prison in pink and they found out at first it actually did calm the inmates uh-huh. but apparently after something like an hour they were getting to the point of actually trying to chip the paint off the walls so the long term short term effects it helps but long term not so good that's so. funny
0: so i i have if i can two two little random bits of trivia that might have to do with what you're talking about and just okay. color, color consultant as, as, as a whole so the first one is almost exactly what you talked about there's a, a you're a big 10 guy. You went to Ohio State. Yeah. So University of Iowa, the Hawkeyes, apparently when they have football games, the, the, the visitor's locker room is painted all in pink. The whole no thing. No kidding. Yep. The bathroom stalls, the sinks, the floor, the walls, the entire thing, lockers, it is all pink. And it's gotten to the point where, where some players say, oh, it doesn't affect me that much. Just a locker room. And other coaches and other players have like tried to call the conference, get them to change the color. Cause they say it's a, it's a psychological disadvantage, <laughs> oh, we game, which is kind of funny. Um, and the other thing is, I don't know if anyone knows this, but fast food restaurants, I don't know if they do it anymore, but they used, to, I don't know if you remember this from the eighties, you go into like a Del taco or I don't know if everyone knows what that is, but a fast food restaurant, they were always painted in the always like wild kind of jarring colors. And uh-huh. it was the reason why is they wanted to have turnover, meaning they wanted to get as many people in and out as possible. So they colored the, 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 the paint colors they use inside the restaurant were mm-hmm. almost to make you feel like more energetic, uh-huh. <laughs> it's like eat faster.
1: You know, and that was the other thing is at one point, you know, and I was told this, I don't know if this is true, but used to be Wendy's had a lot of orange in their mm-hmm. dining rooms, Wendy's, mm-hmm. um, burgers, and apparently the color orange tends to stimulate hunger.
0: Yep. There you go.
1: So that's what a so, colorist for.
0: Yeah. We can, we can talk about this one. We should make a full episode off of colorists. We'll have to um, find
1: more information.
0: Yeah. So, so the next one is, um, since we've gone from colorist, and this one is going to sound pretty crazy. This is a flavorist. Okay. so
1: <laughs> Flavor Flav. The rapper.
0: Yeah, Flavor flav. um, but So so this one's really interesting. I actually know someone who had this as a job. And I don't really, sadly, even though I, I knew them and they live in our neighborhood, I don't really know that much about what they do or the, 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 the technical aspects of it. But um, basically, uh, flavorists are... Uh, they're the ones who formulate the natural and artificial flavors in foods, um, and they're oftentimes very educated. This, these are people who have like chemistry or biochemistry background um, with PhDs, oftentimes in those those um, those fields. Um, so it's all about breaking down or creating the the, the chemical or the, the the natural and artificial flavors in food,
1: right? And replicating them, right?
0: And replicating kind of them. Well, yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. So sometimes I'll give you an example. Like, And this is what I, when I did talk to my friend about. Um, this is not a, a food per se, but when you, when you look at candy, mm-hmm. uh, there's a flavorist who is, you know, obviously they don't real, use real bananas to make a banana flavored piece of candy, right? Or, or lemons. Like most of the time they don't. Um, and so what they do is they, they basically work on replicating that flavor and oftentimes scent Mm-hmm. to make that that food basically taste that way taste that way which is pretty crazy if you think
1: about it. right well i actually had a friend who actually has a a graduate degree in this field and that's what he did i i think he is semi-retired now but essentially what he would do is like um chemically recreate the flavor of What the flavor of banana was or what a flavor of a lemon was so they can artificially create those flavors and put them into foods Mm -hmm. or create different types of mixtures of them so they would have this type of flavor you know, like a certain type of trademarked flavor. And he was under high demand for, I mean, throughout his whole career because, you know, everyone wants to have that new kind of, you know, what can you do to make this more savory or whatever and sell more of your item? So I thought that was really crazy. Um, What is the flavor of an orange? I have no idea, but (laughs) it's, it's lucrative. I should... I'm gonna I'm gonna call them and see what the flavor of an orange is.
0: These are these are very existential questions.
1: I like, think so too. It <laughs> what, tastes like chicken.
0: What does an orange actually taste like?
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, next one up um, is a fragrance chemist. So um, a fragrance chemist is is a scientist who specializes in the study of smells or odors and the molecules Mm -hmm. and how they can be used for perfumes. And I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but perfumes are huge, huge, huge businesses. And it's gone to the point where, um, even things like hotels, are concerned about how they smell and so if you go to certain types of hotels like the saint regis they actually have custom made scents and perfumes so when you walk into the saint regis you go this is what a saint regis smells like it's it's like a trademark look and feel but it's a scent <laughs> and they and, and then also, you know, like when you think about like hermes or something uh-huh. like that, they create all these they create perfumes they create fragrances and they create home decor and that type of stuff and they these fragrance chemists know how to make smells blend together and smell beautiful, i guess yeah, and well, make companies money
0: well and the funny thing about it it's it's crazy is, is you know, i don't you know if you talk about the the high level degrees of these fragrance chemists need um you know they they have to have advanced degrees masters phds backgrounds in chemistry obviously right Um, there's so many things that go into it i think i don't think people realize this um it's not just the the, the fragrance or the smell of cologne or perfume um it's it's how that how those how the actual chemical components interact with uh, a person Sometimes, right. Do you know what I mean? Like you, you spray on cologne and sometimes there there's, it, it smells different on different people. It's bizarre, but they have to be able to, to take that into consideration. And, um, you know, that's why those high end, uh, perfumes and colognes can cost so much. I think it's, it, a lot of it has to do, a lot of it is the brand itself, but a lot of it has to do with the work done on the back end that people don't really realize kind of like what we, what the other ones we've been talking about <laughs> flavorists. Um, yeah, you know, you don't think about those things that get the, but, that goes into it
1: and creating eight things that you were not necessarily what you would think of as a perfume or a scent, too. Mm-hmm. Um, from what I recall, um, Chanel number no. five, mm-hmm. um, actually has a very unique scent because, um, oh my god, you know, when you're in high school, that you, they used to preserve a frog in a liquid. What's that liquid called?
0: Formaldehyde,
1: formaldehyde. So they Scary, use something
0: right off my head. Yeah.
1: yeah. So apparently um, Chanel number no. five uses aldehyde as a base scent and no one had ever used that as a base scent. And that's why it has uh, Chanel number no. five has a very unique kind of smell. That's kind of a very edgy kind of smell is mm-hmm. because they're using a variation of formaldehyde in their formula and no one else had has done it. And now that's the signature scent of Chanel.
0: So is it like a nostalgic scent? Like it just brings you back to seventh grade. I, frog I don't know. <laughs> <front of> you?
1: <laughs> the, the frog that. Yeah. T- wow. You smell beautiful today. You smell like a frog. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, all right. Well, that is the fragrance chemist. Um, pretty, pretty cool job. Um, yep. Seems like it pays pretty well, too. Uh, yeah. a lot of these jobs actually do. Uh, that's th- something we didn't really talk too much about, especially things like the, uh, flavorist and th- th- these things that have advanced degrees in chemistry, they, they can pay pretty well. You get up in the six figures yep. easily. Um, so the last one we have for this lightning round is, uh, I like where, I like where you, how you put this list together. Zen. There's, there's another therapist job. This is a, uh, horticultural therapist. Okay. Um, so uh, horticultural therapy or, or therapists, therapist, also known as social and therapeutic horticulture, um, is, uh, engaging a person in gardening and plant-based activities. Um, and and this is all overseen by a trained therapist. So just like in the, the um, hippo therapist, mm-hmm. <laughs> this is your clients are people, not plants. Right. Get that. yeah yeah it's it's people not the sure i'm not making that up and you know <laughs> to to the plants to make sure they grow <laughs> not stressed out by the amount of sun
1: i was trying to figure out if you're be- trying to be funny or if you're being serious sir for a moment <laughs>
0: no, no, not always serious um just joking um yeah so, so what, what else what else do we have on this one
1: i th- Well, you know what the, I did hear a very interesting, um, a very, very interesting, uh, uh, like essentially a research paper, but essentially, um, they were taking people who were in and out of jail and they Mm -hmm. were on drugs and that type of stuff. And of course these people are, uh, repeat, um, offenders because Mm -hmm. it's very difficult to break the cycle. So there was, um, one guy ended up enrolling into a i don't know how to say exactly but essentially it was like a commune and it was kind of horticulture therapy Mm -hmm. so they have all these people they take them far away from the bad influences that they had in their day-to-day lives and they sent them far away where it was difficult to get drugs but they gave them a regular schedule of producing um you know like farming mm-hmm. and um dealing with people again and um spending time out in nature and apparently it has a very very high success rate in helping people in rehab from drugs mm-hmm. um and the particular case i ended up hearing not just that it helps people it gives them job skills and then it helps them re-enter society. But it was so successful for this particular person that he eventually he actually ended up staying in the commune and becoming part of the staff and eventually became um like a therapist. The well, not just a the therapist, but like the president of that organization oh, wow. to help other people as well. So I mean this horticultural therapist thing is kind of a really good. Positive thing that can be used in many ways. Drug therapy being one of them. So,
0: well, one of the one of the cool things about this job, and also the uh, equine therapist. Um, sorry, I shouldn't laugh when I say that. It's just I thinking of hippo equine. Um, but <laughs> one of the cool things about the, these jobs is that I, you know, you you can start as a therapist. So if you're interested in becoming a therapist, um, you, this is, these are this is, this is almost like a pathway you can take, right? <laughs> and and so you're not you know you're not saying oh i just want to i want to go and be a horticultural therapist you could if you want to but you can still start off by being a therapist so it's like a pathway of sorts um you know the the thing is about this it's really interesting is if if anyone enjoys gardening um i i do it's it's a very meditative thing that kind of takes your mind away you know and you almost have to be just because of the, the the nature of it and i can see what you're saying too if someone is given kind of like a goal if it's goal oriented mm-hmm. as far as like things they need to produce in a garden, um, it, it's still work, but it's also work. That's, that's um, outside. It's not in an environment that would be, you know, conducive to, I guess, tempting Conduc- things.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, well, strangely, I think these are kind of like mis- mixing b- business with pleasure, right? You, you're a therapist, right. but you're, you're, you have a love for animals. It's like, Oh, I can bring this into my career so i can do both or if you're a gardener or something like that if you're you want to help people through therapy Mm -hmm. it's like oh i'm going to take my love of gardening and my love of therapy to help people and i'm going to blend blend this kind of business with pleasure kind of idea so
0: i think they're kind of cool i think so too so that's great
1: all right well that's all the time we have for this podcast hopefully you found some of these interesting and if you enjoyed our show we'd love it if you Give us a uh, give us five stars on iTunes or Google Play to increase our rankings. And last of all, before we leave, we'd like to give a big thank you to our sponsor, the University of California, Irvine Division of Continuing Education, which offers only the best continuing professional education. If you need a career boost or looking for a new profession, check them out at ce.uci.edu. Once again, ce.uci.edu, and you won't be disappointed. And we're going to see you next time. Bye.
0: Bye, everyone.